0: it's Kim Commando today your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond and I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast you can make an appointment to speak with me just head over to commando.com and on the top right there's a button that says email Kim. fill that out and that's it I always like to kick off with something super interesting. Have you ever caught yourself LOLing, you know what I mean, laughing out loud? Well, guess what? You could be showing your age just like using that thumbs up emoji because Gen Zers, they're no longer saying LOL in their text messages. No, it's I-J-B-O-L, I-J-B-O-L, and it stands for I just bursted out laughing. Just burst laughing. Okay. It's pronounced each bowl. <laughs> okay. I don't know where that came from. But you know, I started thinking about that. You know, when I was the age of a Gen Zer, I mean I just laughed. Yes, times were super tough back then. All right, buckle up for another Turbocharged episode of Kim Commando. Today, it's our once a week podcast where you not only get me, America's beloved digital goddess, Kim Commando, but joining us from the Commando mega media verse, talking about radio shows and podcasts and websites and newsletters. We have our amazing content queen, Ali Seligman. So Ali, what are you going to be sharing with us today?
1: I have an app warning for everyone. It's Uh, bad news alley adjacent we'll call it so something to keep you um, safe uh and then i'm going to tell you all about my transition to becoming a tablet person because i reviewed the pixel tablet
0: and you're and are you still using it i am oh gosh my prediction was that you would just toss it to the wayside you
1: know it could be to prove you wrong could be because i love the tablet you'll never know
0: Okay.
1: That's probably a little
0: bit of both, but that's all right. All right. Let's kick off things with the news. You know, adulting is tough, right? And there's a new game, speaking of Gen Zers, and it's targeting folks in that age group. And Gen Z are the folks born between 1997 and 2012. So they are, let's do the math real quick. They're between 11 and 26 years old. And the game is called City Skylines 2. And if you're a fan of SimCity, it's pretty much the same thing, but it's trying to be the most realistic city simulation ever. So you're going to face challenges, like today's challenges, like homelessness, where the average household might be left without anywhere to live. Uh, you might be able to live – you might be forced to live in city parks uh, or the horror, you might be forced to move back in with your parents. No! Oh, no, not that. Guess what else? You have to pay taxes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, the economy in the game can also make you fail, collapse, leaving you the best way to kind of rebuild your whole life. Uh, the city could have mass layoffs. Maybe you could overproduce or underproduce something that you are manufacturing in the city. Uh, the skills not needed in the game, uh, being able to text. That's important. <laughs> uh, being able to make a TikTok dance video, also a Gen Z skill that you don't need. Uh, share a funny meme, not possible. Or know the place, the best place to get matcha and also avocado toast, also <laughs> not necessary. You know, and I started thinking about this. You know, I was going to tell my Gen Z-er son, Ian, a joke about Social Security, but then I figured he probably wouldn't get it. Oh, Ooh, no. bad one. Ouch. Okay. All right. So, Al, what do you got?
1: I have a little app warning for you. So, scammers made a new discovery. Uh, turns out it is really bad news for us. The FBI just put out a big warning because, yes, people realize the beta versions of apps – they don't go through this whole big review process that you know a finalized app goes through. And sure. what does that mean? It means that they can sneak in code uh, malware that is going to infect your system. So the warning is pretty simple. For any app that's in beta, you need to think very, very carefully. Uh, I would say there are very few things that you should ever download in beta, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in a minute, But if something is a financial app in some way, uh, one of the big targets for these were crypto apps. But if it's banking related, a payment app, uh, something related to budget, anything that you connect your money to and it's in beta and you can be one of the first testers, don't. Uh, You should only be connecting your financial information to something that is tried and tested and true and has gone through this entire rigorous code process.
0: Okay, but we're going to stop you right there. Why do we need to tell people this? I mean, think about this. I mean, would I go to like instead of Bank of America, I'm going to download like Banco de Americano <laughs> knockoff app? Listen, I mean, really? Kim.
1: Listen. So there are yes, sure. There are all kinds of. You're not going to go get a fake bank app per se, right? But think about right. the popularity of things like Cash App, of Venmo. Yeah, that's true. Of that's true. Things that you can invest in, or you know, buy some crypto. Like these aren't names that people probably know for the the existing apps. And so if I hear, um, you know, Cash Plus app, I might think like, oh, okay, I've heard of that. It's easy to get tricked. Um, And then then the beta, you're saying, oh, okay, well, I'm going
0: to go get all these new features. And then let's just face it. There's a lot of dopes in the world, too. I mean. I was trying not to
1: say that, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there are. You know, we all know that one person who you can think of right now in your life where you're like,
1: yeah, they might actually fall for this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they might. You are not that dope, you listening. And so you know that there are warning signs. You know that there are things to look for. A couple that the FBI wants us to all be aware of uh, some of these, they drain your device battery. So if your phone starts dying quickly all of a sudden, if it's really hot, if it's slow, if you notice icons or programs that you don't remember installing, there is a good chance that there's some kind of malware on your device. Uh, And then in the App Store itself, like we always tell you, look for things like weird spelling, a ton of good reviews or a ton of, you know, star ratings, but no real reviews. Uh, Review language that all looks the same. Like if there are 20 different people saying this phenomenal app has changed my life, I guarantee you those (laughs) reviews are fake. Uh, So look for patterns and things like that. Um, And if you download something and you feel like, hmm, this was not right or gave my money to something I shouldn't have, you can always tell the FBI about it. They've got that Internet Crime Complaint Center, um, IC3, the numeral three, IC3.gov. You can report it there. But I did say there are some betas that are okay to try, right? And that Mm -hmm. is really only going to be from trusted brands' uh, software. That you already have, so on your iPhone, Kim, you have the beta iOS, and so that means every time there's a new version of the iPhone software, it's not ready for prime time yet. You get it first, and you get to check out. Oh, I love that! Yeah,
0: you know, because because I kind of feel like I'm ahead of the bell curve. But the downside is is that well, sometimes things just like glitch out, and <laughs> yes. and lately it's been if I'm on Wi-Fi and I'm on a call, mm-hmm. it just doesn't want to answer. Uh, the other thing, too, is that when I get into my G-Wagon, CarPlay no longer works. Oh, good. And which is <laughs> so annoying. And I called up my friend, uh, Roger Dodger, there over at uh, uh, Scottsdale Mercedes. I'm like, hey, Roger, what's going on? And he's like, well, here's the deal is that we can't say that your car is always going to work with the beta software. I'm like,
1: oh, no.
0: yes, that's the problem.
1: Right. And so if that's kind of what you're agreeing to, yes, you get things sooner. You get to test it out. Uh, You get to provide feedback if that is something you like to do. But yeah, you're probably going to deal with glitches and bugs and things that are not quite ready for prime time, And that's why it's the beta. Right. So you can trust these from, you know, Windows does a beta program. Apple it's usually a website like beta.apple.com. Um, Samsung does it. There's this developer.samsung.com. If you have a pixel, you can enroll. So that is really where I would call it on beta versions. Uh, and uh, yeah, stay away from those beta money apps because you're too smart for that.
0: Yes, we don't want you to do that. Okay, we're going to switch gears right now. We're going to talk about e-bikes.
1: So, Allie, do you have an e-bike at home? I sure do. I'm that person who's a little scared of my e-bike because it really gets going. But it is nice to feel like, wow, I can just go anywhere on this thing.
0: Oh, gosh, they go so fast. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like, you know, this is just nothing other than really a moped. But that's (laughs) okay. We're going to call it an (laughs) e-bike. Now, here's the deal. Some states are actually offering up incentives to riding e-bikes. And to talk to us about it is alex fitzpatrick from axios i read this story i was like oh my gosh i've got to get alex on the show with us so alex thanks for being here um tax credits for ev cars but now we have them for e-bikes
2: yeah that's right a lot of states uh, localities or towns are passing these incentive programs meant to spur adoption of of these uh, e-bikes
0: and so what kind of states are we talking about
2: Colorado is really the the front mover on this and especially in the Denver area uh, which makes sense it's a place where you know it's a very bikeable area it's very flat so you can get you know pretty good uh, mileage and pretty good distance on an e-bike
0: and so how much money are we talking about.
2: You, it really depends on, you know, it could be a few hundred bucks, could be o- over a thousand. A lot of these programs are actually basically, uh, you know, the amount that you get back is based on your income level. So they're targeting people who, uh, you know, really can't afford an e-bike on their own. You know, they, they, they get a little extra help to sort of bring the bike into the realm of affordability for them.
1: Is this like a complicated tax situation where it's like, yeah, to actually get the the incentive, it's really complicated. Is it easy as check a box, you get your check, or how does it work?
2: Yeah, most of them are pretty straightforward. Some of them are just your rebate programs the same way where like when you buy a car that gets a rebate, nice. you know, you do, it basically gets taken off the, you know, your bill essentially. Some of them, there are, is some paperwork, but from what I understand, you know, it's not really that much of a headache.
1: And is it like any bike? Can I just go online and find some random e-bike and say, great, does this apply or is it, you know, specific manufacturer, specific bikes, um, any, you know, special rules people need to know?
2: It depends program to program. Most of them, you know, have a certain, you know, are working with certain manufacturers and have a certain sort of approved list, you know, and part of that is really meant to, there are some low end e-bikes out there that are just cheaply made and honestly dangerous in terms of the battery safety and quality. Yeah. So these programs are being designed in mind to, to steer people towards bikes that are, you know, uh, not going to break or explode on them.
0: (laughs) That's important. (laughs) Yeah. Very important safety tip, by the way. Um, how much, I mean, what are we talking about? Is it like 50 bucks? Is it 100 bucks? Is it a thousand dollars? I mean, or well, I guess it depends on the bike, but is there a general it percentage? Does.
2: Yeah, I mean, some of them are like 400, 500 bucks. I've seen some that are over a thousand. Uh So it can really, you know, go a long way in terms of getting the price of these bikes down, which honestly, you can get a good uh high quality bike these days for around a thousand bucks, which, you know, is more expensive than a regular bike. But if you're thinking about this as a way to replace or at least complement a car, you know, that's pennies. That's nothing.
1: Yeah, How do people find these? So you mentioned Denver. um, How can people go about saying, okay, I live in this city. Let me see if there's any incentives for me.
2: Well, there's a very handy map that we just published on Axios.com that you could check out. Uh, But other than that, I would recommend just going to Google and typing in, you know, your city name and e-bike rebate or e-bike program, e-bike incentive program. And I'm sure something relevant will come up if there is, you know, an, an option in your town or even just one being discussed that you can then go and advocate for if that's something that you want.
0: Is there an age I mean is does it start you have to be like at least 18 years old?
2: You know I haven't seen any age requirements around these. I assume there probably is something to that effect you know some of them are tax rebates so you'd have to be a taxpayer um, <laughs> That being said, yeah, I'm not sure
0: well Alex, thanks for being here and again everybody you can check that map over at axios.com Sure, thanks for having me okay, let's go back to e-bikes for just a second because I feel like we probably should have told people what to look for in an e-bike. <laughs> Uh, aside from, you know, don't buy the cheapo one for 50 bucks. What are some specs, Allie?
1: Yeah, so price is actually a pretty good indicator, right? Alex said about $1,000, you can get a good one. And I think that's a good rule of thumb. You can find them much, much cheaper. Probably don't go under that $1,000 mark. They go all the way up to, you know, six, $7,000 for just the basic ones uh, and, and much higher. But there's going to be a choice you need to make right when you start. Do you want a class one, a class two, or a class three? Basically think of these as beginner, intermediate, and advanced. So class one, you just get help when you pedal. Um, the e-bike, once it reach, reaches 20 miles an hour, you're not going to get any faster. Uh, a class two, again, goes up to 20 miles an hour, but it has that throttle, so you don't have to pedal at all. Uh, And then the class three, these are kind of the commuter bikes. So they go really fast, uh, usually up to about 30 miles an hour. And it's all pedal assist. So most new riders, please start out with that class one, maybe class two, if you really are trying to go far. Um, Specs wise, so you'll see all kinds of riding ranges, 20 to 100 miles, right? Here's the thing. The heavier the bike the bigger the battery generally. So if you want it to go really far, if you want it to be really fast and the charge goes forever, this thing is going to be heavy. Uh, Usually the lighter weight ones, you're not going to get as much out of them. So I would say, you know, really go with something that is not just the distance you want, but can you carry this thing? Can you handle it? Uh, Because if you can't, it's not a good bike for you. Um, Really, I truly think the best thing to do, go to a bike shop. Go in, they have e-bikes, try them out. Even if you don't buy one there, being able to have a professional who you can talk to about, here's exactly what I need, here's why I want it. They're going to fit you on a bike that is the right one for you and not just a random one you pick off the internet. Um,
0: Yeah, and that's that's a really good point because that's what I did. I went to a bike shop because they had all these different makes and models. And for me, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but (laughs) the most important thing to me on my e-bike... Was that it had a light in the front and a light in the back? Not because I'm going to ride it at night, just because I want to be more visible. Yeah, and th- that turned out to be a commuter bike, but which, on the other side, is that I've got like this little basket. It's so cute. Oh, uh, where I can throw my stuff in, and the and. It's really wonderful because like, for example, if you're going up hills, you could just do that pedal assist. Yep. And then also as you're pedaling is that you're recharging the battery. So there are some really great things, but there's nothing like having a professional just say, okay, here's your bike. This is what you're looking for. Try this one and try that one.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think really that's your best bet. Because yeah, I can tell you the difference between a road bike and a commuter and a gravel bike and a this and that, but no, it depends on exactly what you need. So go find a bike shop. um, And in my experience the people at bike shops. They're always so nice and helpful and they just want to help you find what's good for you.
0: All right, we're so glad that you're here with us. And I also hope that you're one of the discerning, one of the elite people that are also getting our free newsletters. Because if you're not, you're totally missing out. Allie, give all of our listeners right now and our viewers, like, one great reason why they should be getting the newsletters.
1: Because I really think, not just my opinion based on all the reviews I read, when you read this newsletter, every single issue, you're going to come away with something that you learned. And it's not boring. So you're going to have fun doing it.
0: And I was in conversation with my estate attorney the other day. And uh, before we got started with all this stuff that you need to always talk about, (laughs) he said, you know, Kim, I just want to let you know that... That newsletter is phenomenal. Oh. Okay. Now, I have to tell you something. You know, John doesn't throw a compliment. It's like, you know, (laughs) estate attorneys and accountants, you know, they're not the big party people. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So when he said phenomenal, I was like, you know, that really means something. So here's what you need to do. I want you to join over a half a million folks who get our newsletters, and you can sign up right now over at GetKim.com. Once again, that's GetKim.com. All right. Let's talk about streaming subscriptions. Um. Is it just me who really thinks that maybe
1: we're not saving money anymore by cutting the cable? <laughs> I I, no. I don't think most people are. No, I recently no. I went through and added up like okay, if you had all the big ones, how much would it be? And it's like you're paying well over $100. Um and that's just like the lowest crappiest tiers, right?
0: <laughs> well, what they're finding out is that people are not really paying attention to these subscriptions. Shocker, mm-hmm. right? And let's see, Stanford and Texas A&M, they did a whole bunch of research and they found that what they call subscription inattention, okay, it can boost a business's revenue as much as 200%. So here's what I want you to do. Number one, uh, when you sign up for something that you want to watch, maybe it's something on Hulu or I don't know, HBO Max, whatever it is. And then you get that 30-day free trial, seven-day free trial, or you're like, I'm only going to watch this for a month. Make sure that you set a little appointment in your calendar to say, hey, I'm going to make sure that I remove this. Like, for example, uh, Barry had his grandkids over recently, and he's like, oh, I got to get them Disney Plus. And I'm like, oh, no, not (laughs) another subscription. But it came with a seven-day free trial. And so at the seventh day – Okay, and they were only here for like two days. At the 7th day, I got rid of it. And then wouldn't you know it, like day 8, Barry comes and he's like, "Hey, I was going to watch that Marvel movie." I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, okay, you're like way past the Marvel universe, okay? So you're not going to be able to watch that." Uh, number 2 is that after you get done watching something, make sure that you do go ahead and cancel And then there's also like these websites and apps called Rocket Money that will go through and show you all your subscriptions. So uh, you make sure that you want to use that app. And they have a free version and then also a paid version. I also have on my American Express alerts and also Apple will alert you is that if a subscription price
1: increases,
0: that you get an automatic notification, which is like super handy. But let's talk about streaming. What are you watching now?
1: My one show that is kind of my comfort show that I'm always watching is if there's a season of Top Chef on, you can count me in. I'm watching it. Um, the thing I'm most excited about comes back next month. That is Wheel of Time, the second season. It's like a dorky fantasy series uh, that they – book series that they made into a TV show.
0: So have you ever watched the movie Tetris? No, I haven't. Oh, this is – it's a great movie. If you're looking for something to watch – I'm like a sucker for a true story. Yeah, Even if you It's kind of almost a true story. <laughs> So so what they talk about is how Tetris was discovered in the late 80s and then it was coming from the then Soviet Union and how they got into the United States and how much money this guy made. Um also just recently watched the Beanie Baby movie. <laughs> uh, and that was really interesting to me because you know it's it's the, the founder is a guy by the name of Ty Warner. Mm. And and I don't know if that name means anything to you but he is a billionaire of course. Uh, But he owned the Four Seasons in uh, Midtown Manhattan. Okay. okay? Between 57 – I think it's between 57th and 58th and Fifth Avenue. And then also he has the Four Seasons in Santa Barbara. And both are closed down because he's been fighting with them for like three years. I mean, no revenues.
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, like for –
0: since COVID, both of these hotels have been empty. Could you imagine? But anyway, so let's talk about how – Talks about how he came up with the idea for Beanie Babies and uh, how they created this supply and demand. Anyway, super interesting in case you want to look at that. But, you know, speaking of, you know, I went to Beijing and uh, when I was going through customs in Beijing, they disallowed my alpaca Beanie Baby. And I was like, you know, what's wrong with that? And they said, uh, you know, it's a Dalai Lama. <laughs> oh, oh, <okay. laughs> oh, that was hey, a jokes. bad one. Woof. Okay. So I have to tell you, I was sitting and just watching Netflix the other day, and I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to start clearing out all this stuff. And I find that to be a very cleansing way mm. uh, not just my photos but also on my phone because there are so many apps when you start looking at it that it's like, I don't remember the last time I even used I don't even <laughs> remember why I downloaded that app. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: was it even me? Yeah. Uh, yes. I think that's – it's just the way regular clutter accumulates in our lives – we have so much digital clutter and taking that time, just like you would in your house, right? You do some spring cleaning and you feel like, all right, I'm the best version of myself right now. That's how you feel when you do it to your phone, too. Um, the other day, so I have a Pixel. I don't know off the top of my head how much storage it has, but it's not like a crazy low amount, right? It's not the huge, big one. And yet, I got that notification that said, your storage is running a little bit low. No, I did. Honest? And here's why it's because, okay, a few things. Uh, I use WhatsApp to chat, to chat with some of my friends. Every single time a friend sends a video or a picture, WhatsApp downloads it to your phone. And so I have dozens and dozens and dozens of long videos from my friends. Um, and you know, just all the other stuff. I have a bunch of books on my phone, whatever. It is so easy now to clear this stuff out. You don't, I know you're picturing like scrolling endlessly forever and finding it. But no, your phone <laughs> makes it really, really easy with an iPhone. This is one If you have an iPhone. Just go do this. Open the photos app and then you're going to see something that says media types and then screenshots. I guarantee you that you have a bunch of junk in there that you don't need anymore. Um, also, probably a bunch of screenshots you took by accident. We've all had that moment where we're like, oh, wait, no.
0: Gosh. Yeah. Tons. Yes. hate that.
1: So even if you just go through and throw away all your screenshots, you're going to feel so much better. All that stuff's going to be out of there. Uh, you can do the same with screen recordings if you ever do that. That's a good one to do because they're just bigger files, right? They're, they're videos, so they take up more. Uh, Android makes it even easier because it gets all this stuff, right? It's not just screenshots. Um, they have all different category types. You do this in the Files app. If you have an Android, it's probably already there, or you can download it in the App Store. And you can sort by photos, videos, screenshots, memes, um, things you haven't opened in a long time, duplicates. You can do duplicates in an iPhone, too, which is nice. But I did this the other day. By the time I was done, yes, now I have a bunch of storage space. But that same feeling of, like, man, I rule. This phone, <laughs> it's it's fast, it's lightweight, all this crap is out. I felt so good about it. So if you need a little pick-me-up, uh, and it makes you feel less bad about watching TV, right, Ken?
0: <laughs> exactly. Now, what about your desktop? I mean, my sister Christine came over, and she was asking me to help her on her MacBook. And I looked, I mean, oh. the woman, she must have, I mean, I'm not kidding you, there was you couldn't even see her background. Picture. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, all this junk there. And I'm like, I'm like, sweetie, you got to get rid of some of this. She's like, no, but I know where everything is. Oh. Okay. And then I tried to explain to her, like, you know, you can have like, folders.
1: Imagine.
0: Okay, <laughs> and you don't, and by the way, you don't need to save everything. You don't need to have every PDF on your desktop. No. So that's also something that I think if you haven't done for a while, that you want to get in there.
1: Yes. This is my little tip when I'm feeling overwhelmed by all the stuff on my desktop, but I don't have time to actually sort it out nicely. Um, now, my caveat, you can get into a trap with this where you set yourself up, you know, for a bad situation down the road, but make a new folder. You can call it that day's date, you can call it cleanup, you can call it whatever you want. Drag all the stuff in there. Okay, great. You have a little breathing room on your desktop. You just have to make sure that you eventually open that folder and sort it out and then delete it.
0: You know what? I have one of those. It's called junk. Okay. <laughs> How big is and, junk? <laughs> oh, it's huge. It's huge. huge. Hey, in case you're wondering, this is not the Kim Commando Show, no, on over 420 top stations throughout the United States. This is Kim Commando Today, but we're so glad that you're here because it gives us a chance to talk about something, you know, other than, you know, taking everybody's calls and going through the latest news. And it's a little bit more casual. Now, if you're looking for the Kim Commando Show, which you should, is Mm -hmm. that that's when you get Kim Commando Today Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because you may not know this, but I do a special hour of the Kim Commando show. Just for WLS in Chicago. that's right for every Friday night. It also goes out to I think about I don't know maybe 25 to 30 other stations right now. So that's why somebody sent me asked me an email or somebody sent me an email the other day. they're like, why is it a Kim Commando show like four days, but you only do three hours. I'm like, mm, okay, here's the reason why. So uh, make sure that you get the Kim Commando show here as Kim Commando today. but if you want a commercial free, that's where you sign up for the Commando Community. Yes, I did say commercial-free. So what you want to do is go to commando.com, and there's a bright yellow happy button that says Commando Community in the upper right-hand corner, and just go ahead and click that. Uh, a lot of people have also been saying, like, so how do I get a discount? What do you consider a senior? Anybody over 50, okay, anybody over 45, we don't really care. You can lie. <laughs> uh, but also we have discounts for military vets and school teachers. I mean, service personnel, you just name it, you can probably get a discount and if you don't get a discount, it's $4.99 a month. Yeah, I know. That's cheap. Okay, commando.com. We should really raise that rate. Uh, commando.com. <laughs> and again, hit that yellow button that says the community. Okay, so here's the headline. Okay. People are having boom boom and robo taxis. Oh, no. no. <laughs> that's right. Okay, we have tons of robo taxis in Phoenix. Oh, my Waymo gosh. cars. I see them. They're all over. Every day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's just tons of them. Well, in San Francisco, they have Cruise, and it's a robo-taxi startup. And its cars are very, very popular among certain people who get in them that probably was never brought up in any VC presentation (laughs) or ever discussed with the founders. Uh, I'm talking about hookups. That's right. Uh, Why? Because the robo-taxis are private, and they don't have a driver, so there's no one – to say, hey, knock it off. Um, so here's the bottom line: don't go knocking if that <laughs> EV's a rocket.
1: Okay. Do you think? So if the windows are fogged up, we we move away. We move away from this this car. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be side eyeing all these Waymos in Phoenix. It's
0: like, hey, what's going on? And you thought the airplane seats were dirty, right?
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, be uh, be careful where you sit.
0: That's right. Hey, listen, if you don't already follow us on social media, make sure that you do it. We are at Kim Commando everywhere. And on Instagram, I have to tell you, I walked outside, I was looking for Abby, and I'm calling her, I'm like, Abby, 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 where are you? And then I glance over across the yard, and I see her dancing in the spa. It's so cute. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm like, you know, this dog is living like her best life.
1: Right now. Truly.
0: So on on Instagram, that's where I post, um, I guess, more personal things. And so uh, there's a video of Abby and there's also that video of Ian that I think it's up to like, I don't know, 100,000, 150,000 views right now where his buddy took a secret video of Ian helping an older adult across the street because the traffic wouldn't stop for her and – and I, it's just so cute. So anyway, really then there's sweet. pictures of the boat and all this other stuff. So if you're looking for more of a personal side of my life, head over to Instagram.com slash Kim Commando. But of course, we're on X, yeah, formerly known as Twitter, Facebook, and all the rest. Just a quick reminder that if you haven't already signed up for our free newsletters, what the heck are you waiting for? You're going to love them. Every morning you get the tech news. Every afternoon you get the tech hacks. And then when there's a big security alert or breach, you are the first to hear about it. So make sure that you sign up now absolutely free over at GetKim.com. Once again, that's GetKim.com. Well, I will tell you, Allie, that as far as us going into tablet land, uh, up until about maybe – I guess, well, now it's August, eh, you know, maybe eight, nine months ago, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure you remember, is that I would print out the entire show. Okay. Yeah. And it would be 70 or 80 pages. Oh, and, a lot of paper. Oh, a lot of ink. <laughs> too, a lot right? of ink, yeah. And so then, you know, I thought to myself, well, this is kind of dumb. And then Jeremy brought up, RIT Genius, he brought up a great point. He said, you know, when you're flipping paper, it doesn't sound good, you know, it's kind of annoying for the listeners i'm like okay so i went and i got off of my credit card rewards because i thought if i don't like it then <laughs> i don't feel like i just wasted money <laughs> is i got a whiz bang 12.1 inch ipad with the 350 cover keyboard which yeah. is like i'm so, so stupid that that would be 350 and i and i was so super excited and i showed it to barry I said, look what i'm gonna do and he's like well, that's stupid. I'm like, what? Aww, and he's like, on. he's like, well, what happens if your iPad dies? <sighs> Very. And I'm like, so I'm like, I said to him, so what happens if the printer dies? I mean, huh. you know, what if, what if I, I fall down the stairs getting into the studio? <laughs> I mean, you know, we have all these different scenarios. I mean, you're always like Debbie Downer, but as it turns out, it's one of the greatest things I've done, and, and so now I get, I put all the entire the show scripts, the outlines. The bullet points, everything on this, on this iPad. And then I have found other uses for the iPad. Oh. So like, I like to do the New York Times crossword puzzle. And so now I'll sit outside at like 5.36 to watch the sunset with a glass of wine and my little iPad. And I just I'm like – Love This that. is like heaven. So, yeah. So me being like, oh, Ooh. I don't know why I would ever use an iPad. That suddenly it's become a big part.
1: Yeah. And you forwarded me an email and said, hey, Ali, Google's looking for somebody to review this Pixel tablet. You have a Pixel phone. You want to do it? And my first thought was like, oh, cool, a tablet. Uh, My second thought was, what am I going to do with a tablet? So same kind of thing, right? Where it was like, "I, I don't know. I don't I have a phone. I have a laptop. Do I need this thing? It turns out I really like it. And just like you, Kim, it fits in. I guess it works better for certain things. And it's just a nice experience. So I'm not going to go through all the specs of this because that's boring. Uh, Yes, it's got a good camera. Yes, it has a good screen. The battery life is great. Um, The cool thing about the Pixel tablet that makes it a little bit different is it's kind of a two-parter. So you get the tablet itself, which is really nice. It's sleek. It's well-made. But you also get a dock for it. So it's a charging dock. And this is actually one of the best parts because it charges it. It's a speaker. The speaker quality is not amazing, but it's passable, it's totally fine. But having it actually have a home means that I don't have to always be looking for a place to charge it. I don't always pick it up and it's dead because you just get in the habit of like, oh, okay, the Pixel goes on its dock and then it charges.
0: Yeah, I always thought that was so smart. And I'm surprised that Apple hasn't stolen that. I know. Because... Uh, Because especially like if you are trying to look at uh, a cooking video or getting a recipe and you're in the kitchen, it's like I'm always sitting there like, okay, well, I got to prop this thing up against something. Totally,
1: And and that kitchen has been one of my biggest uses for this thing. So before I buy a cookbook, I love to cook. I have a bunch of cookbooks. Before I buy a physical cookbook, I want to make sure, like, is this worth it? Am I going to – are these recipes things I like? Blah, blah. So I will check them out from the library. A cookbook on a Kindle is (laughs) the worst. Yeah, everything's black and white. You have to scroll 500 times. It sucks. But doing it on the tablet is so nice because the screen is beautiful. So you get to see, you know, the big, beautiful, bright pictures. It's so easy to just bookmark something, go back to that recipe. I often like on the weekends, I'll make a bunch of stuff at once to prepare for the week. And it's so easy to just say like, okay, this one, now this one, now this one. Um, I'm also really liking it because, okay, I have talked about this before. I don't do well when all of my devices are constantly notifying me of things. Um, yeah, it just, it drives me, it drives me up the wall. So I did not put my text messages on this thing, even though it's connected to my Google account, I did not set up email notifications. So there is something nice, like I'm sure you get with, you know, your nightly crossword, you're not getting a million texts, um, reminders of things to do yes,
0: Exactly.
1: when you're just trying to relax. So I am kind of thinking of it as, yeah, it's this like nighttime or early morning relaxation device, right? You can do things on it and not worry about, oh, I got to check my email. I got to re- respond to that text. You can just focus on what you're doing. Uh, one thing I think it is really cool for actually is, remember how back in the day we all used to have like, the home computer, where anybody could go oh, yeah. use it. Yeah, yeah. Now all of our devices are so personal, and so it feels weird to hand over your phone. Or you know, somebody's over and they want to control the music. I I don't want to give them my phone to do that, and it can be annoying to you know control someone else's Spotify with your voice or whatever. I don't feel weird about anyone picking up the tablet and changing the music or looking something up online because it doesn't feel quite as. I guess personal and connected to all sure. of my, you know, my my stuff. That that's
0: a really good point because otherwise they can you get a text message and then it just appears and they're like, oh, uh, you just you just got a text from your mom that says you need to go get her <laughs> milk. What is that about? You know, or What's whatever. That?
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, so it feels a little personal or a little less personal in that way, which I really like. And then if you do have pixel stuff uh, or even just, you know, Google nest stuff, I think it, it all talks together really well. This is always the biggest, um, one of the biggest reasons that Apple gear works so well and is so expensive is because it all works together so seamlessly. Um, I found the Google stuff worked really well together. Uh, my pixel phone, you know, connected to it. No problem. There's built in Chromecast, which is nice. I guess my final, the way I thought about this was, would I spend my own money on this? And okay, how much is it? It is about 500 bucks. Um, okay. You can buy extra docs if you want. Those are 129 for extras. I would not do that because the speaker quality just isn't worth it yet. I really think you only need one. Now, for me, I would say, no, I probably wouldn't spend $500 on it because to me, that's a lot of money. I don't buy every tech thing. If, I had a Google Nest, uh, which I don't. I have Alexa's. I think it's a no-brainer. It's a great hub. Uh, it would connect with that stuff. It just doesn't make sense for me to add a piece of a smart home that you know doesn't connect with the rest of my stuff. But it's a really good tablet, and I like it. And I'm 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 sure glad that I realized. Oh, tablet life—it's pretty nice. Is there
0: is there anything that you you'd say like aside from the speaker? Is there anything you'd be like? Oh God, I wish that it had this or. Or I don't like the way that it has it. it I don't like the design with this. Or yeah,
1: that. I think one thing they did well is they didn't try to make it do a bunch of stuff that it's not really good at. Um, I guess my one big complaint is there are things that it's just going to be better to do it on a phone. You know, the apps that are tablet apps they are not great. Uh, you know, the the user experience isn't quite there, especially because, you know, for iPad. Yeah, there are a ton of really good tablet apps. Because there are so many iPads, and people use them. Uh, this market is just smaller, and so there aren't a lot of Android developers making great apps. So, yeah, if you want to do things just beyond the, the basic browsing, um, the apps work. They're not the best. So I, that's that's definitely a detractor.
0: Okay, and you, spent, you mentioned cooking. What is the greatest thing that you've made recently?
1: Oh, man. I just made a really good, this is going to sound weird, um, spaghetti squash pad thai. It is so good. The sauce. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. That that must be really good. Though. It's good. I'll send you the recipe. Hey, I cause, And speaking of, that's kind of crazy because I just made the other day uh, red curry chicken.
1: Ooh, yum. I love curry.
0: It was, although I have to tell you, I was talking to my sister while I was making it. And, you know, and after I poured in the coconut milk and everything and I tasted it, it was like, oh, my gosh, I should have been paying. It was, it's so spicy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like. Like, like, whoa, okay. Went a little too hard on the red curry there. Okay, so it's my turn for the joke. Oh, and, um, a nine, you it's say? A, it's, it's a nine. It's, it's going to be a good one. All right, you ready? Yep. <clears throat> a man took his annoying wife on vacation to Jerusalem. And while we're there, sadly, the wife passed away. The undertaker told the husband, you can have her shipped home for $5,000, or you can bury her here in Jerusalem, in the Holy Land, for $150. The man thought about it, and he's like, you know what, I'm just going to ship her home. And the undertaker says, why would you spend $5,000 to ship your religious wife home when it would be so wonderful for her to be buried here, and it would only cost you a fraction of that, $150? Well, the man replied, You see, a long time ago, a man died here. He was buried here. And then three days later, he rose from the dead. And I just can't take that chance. (laughs) That was a nine. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. All right. Here's the deal. We would love for you to tell at least three people about our podcast because we always need more listeners. And just a reminder to get our free newsletters. And if there's ever anything that you would like us to talk about here on the podcast, you can always send us an email to podcasts at commando.com. Once again, that's podcasts at commando.com. And be sure to give us a great five-star rating and write a few nice words about our podcast because that always helps more people find our podcast. And again, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.